part one of philoctetes this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by expatriate in bangor maine philoctetes by sophocles translated by lewis campbell eighteen thirty to nineteen o eight part one philoctetes the persons odysseus neoptolemus chorus of mariners philoctetes messenger disguised as a merchantman heracles appearing from the sky scene a desert shore of the island of lemnos it was fated that troy should be taken by neoptolemus the son of achilles assisted by the bow of heracles in the hands of philoctetes now philoctetes had been rejected by the army because of a trouble in his foot which made his presence with them insufferable and had been cast away by odysseus on the island of lemnos but when the decree of fate was revealed by prophecy odysseus undertook to bring philoctetes back and took with him neoptolemus whose ambition could only be gratified through the return of philoctetes with his bow philoctetes was resolutely set against returning and at the opening of the drama neoptolemus is persuaded by odysseus to take him with guile but when philoctetes appears the youth's ingenuous nature is so wrought upon through pity and remorse that his sympathy and native truthfulness at length overcome his ambition when the inward sacrifice is complete heracles appears from heaven and by a few words changes the mind of philoctetes so that all ends well philoctetes odysseus neoptolemus odysseus this coast of sea-girt lemnos where we stand is uninhabited untrodden of men and here o noblest son of noblest sire achilles born neoptolemus i erewhile ordered by those who had command cast forth trachinian philoctetes poeus son his foot dark dripping with a rankling wound when with wild cries that frighted holy rest filling the camp he troubled every rite that none might handle sacrifice or pour wine offering but his noise disturbed our peace but why these words no moment this for talk lest he discern my coming and i lose the scheme wherewith i think to catch him soon now most behooves thy service to explore this headland for a cave with double mouth whose perforated structure in cold days gives choice of sunshine and in summer noons the breeze wafts slumber through the airy cell then something lower down upon the left unless tis dried thine eye may note a spring go near now silently and make me know if still he persevere and hold this spot or have roamed elsewhere that informed of this i may proceed with what remains to say and we may act in concert neoptolemus lord odysseus thy foremost errand will not task me far methinks i see the cave whereof thou speakest odysseus where let me see it above there or below neoptolemus yonder above and yet i hear no tread neoptolemus climbs up to the cave odysseus look if he be not lodged in slumber there neoptolemus i find no inmate but an empty room odysseus what no provision for a dwelling-place 
neoptolemus a bed of leaves for someone harbouring here odysseus nought else beneath the roof is all forlorn neoptolemus a cup of wood some untaught craftsman's skill and close at hand these embers of a fire odysseus that store is his i read the token clear neoptolemus oh and these festering rags give evidence steeped as with dressing some malignant sore odysseus the man inhabits here i know it now and sure he's not far off how can he range whose limb drags heavy with an ancient harm but he's gone either to bring forage home or where he hath found some plant of healing power send therefore thine attendant to look forth lest unawares he find me all our hosts were not so fair a prize for him as i neoptolemus my man is going and shall watch the path what more dost thou require of me speak on odysseus son of achilles know that thou art come to serve us nobly not with strength alone but faithful to thy mission if so be to do things strange unwanted to thine ear neoptolemus what dost thou bid me odysseus tis thy duty now to entrap the mind of poeas son with words when he shall ask thee who and whence thou art declare thy name and father tis not that i charge thee to conceal but for thy voyage tis homeward leaving the achaean host with perfect hatred hating them because they who had drawn thee with strong prayers from home their hope for taking troy allowed thee not thy just demand to have thy father's arms but ere thy coming wrongly gave them o'er unto odysseus and on this launch forth with boundless execration against me that will not pain me but if thou reject this counsel thou wilt trouble all our host since if his bow shall not be ta'en thy life will ne'er be crowned through troy's discomfiture now let me show why thine approach to him is safe and hopeful as mine cannot be thou didst sail forth not to redeem thine oath nor by constraint nor with the foremost band all which reproaches i must bear and he but seeing me while master of his bow will slay me and my ruin will be thine this point then craves our cunning to acquire by subtle means the irresistible bow thy nature was not framed i know it well for speaking falsehood or contriving harm yet since the prize of victory is so dear endure it will be just another day but now for one brief hour devote thyself to serve me without shame and then for a hereafter be the pearl of righteousness neoptolemus the thing that being named revolts mine ear son of laertes i abhor to do tis not my nature no nor as they tell my fathers to work aught by craft and guile i'll undertake to bring him in by force not by deceit for sure with his one foot he cannot be a match for all our crew being sent my lord to serve thee i am loath to be called traitor but i rather choose to offend with honour than to win by wrong odysseus son of a valiant sire i too in youth had once a slow tongue and an active hand but since i have proved the world i clearly see words and not deeds are masters among men neoptolemus what then is thy command to lie no more odysseus to entangle philoctetes with deceit neoptolemus why through deceit may not persuasion fetch him odysseus never and force as certainly will fail 
neoptolemus what lends him such assurance of defence odysseus arrows the unerring harbingers of death neoptolemus then to go near him is a perilous thing odysseus unless with subtlety as i have said neoptolemus and is not lying shameful to thy soul odysseus not if by lying i can save my soul neoptolemus how must one look in speaking such a word odysseus where gain invites this shrinking is not good neoptolemus what gain i through his coming back to troy odysseus his arms alone have power to take troy town neoptolemus then am not i the spoiler as ye said odysseus thou without them they without thee are powerless neoptolemus if it be so they must be sought and won odysseus yea for in this two prizes will be thine neoptolemus what when i learn them i will not refuse odysseus wisdom and valour joined in one good name neoptolemus shame to the winds come i will do this thing odysseus say dost thou bear my bidding full in mind neoptolemus doubt not since once for all i have embraced it odysseus thou then await him here i will retire for fear my hated presence should be known and take back our attendant to the ship and then once more should ye appear to waste the time unduly i will send again the same man hither in disguise transformed to the strange semblance of a merchantman from dark suggestion of whose crafty tongue thou o my son shall gather timely counsel now to my ship this charge i leave to thee may secret hermes guide us to our end and civic pallas named of victory constant protectress of my devious way chorus entering strophe one strange in the stranger land what shall i speak what hide from a heart suspicious of ill tell me o master mine wise above all is the man peerless in searching thought who with the zeus-given wand wieldeth a heaven-sent power this unto thee dear son fraught with ancestral might this to thy life hath come wherefore i bid thee declare what must i do for thy need neoptolemus even now methinks thou longest to espy near ocean's marge the place where he doth lie gaze without fear but when the traveller stern who from this roof is parted shall return advancing still as i the signal give to serve each moment's mission thou shalt strive antistrophe one chorus that o my son from of old hath been my care to take note what by thy beckoning is told still thy success to promote but for our errand to-day behooves thee master to say where is the hearth of his home or where even now doth he roam oh tell me lest all unaware he spring like a wolf from his lair and i by surprise should be tain where doth he move or remain here lodging or wandering away neoptolemus thou seest yon double doorway of his cell poor habitation of the rock chorus two but tell where is the pain-worn white himself abroad neoptolemus to me tis clear that in his quest for food here not far off he trails yon furrowed path for so tis told this mode the sufferer hath of sustenance o hardness bringing low wild creatures with winged arrows from his bow nor findeth healer for his troublous woe 
strophe two chorus i feel his misery with no companion i far from all human care he pines with fell disease each want he hourly sees awakening new despair how can he bear it still o cruel heavens o pain of that afflicted mortal train whose life sharp sorrows fill antistrophe two born in a princely hall highest perchance of all now lies he comfortless alone in deep distress mongst rough and dappled brutes with pangs and hunger worn while from far distant shoots on airy pinion borne the unbridled echo still replying to his most bitter crying neoptolemus at naught of this i marvel for if i judge rightly there assailed him from on high that former plague through chrysa's cruel sting and if to-day he suffer anything with none to soothe it must be from the will of some great god so caring to fulfil the word of prophecy lest he should bend on troy the shaft no mortal may forfend before the arrival of troy's destined hour when she must fall or mastered by their power chorus one hush my son neoptolemus why so chorus one a sound fostered of some mortal woe started from the neighbouring ground here or there ah now i know hark tis the voice of one in pain moving hardly the deep strain of human anguish all too clear that strikes my heart that wounds mine ear chorus two from far it peals but thou my son neoptolemus what chorus two think again he cometh nigh he holds the region not with tone of piping shepherds rural minstrelsy but belloweth his far cry stumbling perchance with mortal pain or else in wild amaze as he our ship surveys unwanted on the inhospitable main enter philoctetes philoctetes ho what men are ye that to this desert shore harbourless uninhabited are come on shipboard of what country or what race shall i pronounce ye for your outward garb is grecian ever dearest to this heart that hungers now to hear your voices tune ah do not fear me do not shrink away from my wild looks but pitying one so poor forlorn and desolate in nameless woe speak if with friendly purpose ye are come oh answer tis not meet that i should lose this kindness from your lips or ye from mine neoptolemus then know this first o stranger as thou wouldest that we are greeks philoctetes o oh, dear dear name ah me in all these years once only once i hear it my son what fairest gale hath wafted thee what need hath brought thee to the shore what mission declare all this that i may know thee well neoptolemus the sea-girt skiros is my native home thitherward i make voyage achilles son named neoptolemus i have told thee all philoctetes dear is that shore to me dear is thy father o ancient lycomedes foster child whence camest thou hither how didst thou set forth neoptolemus from troy we made our course in sailing hither philoctetes how sure thou wast not with us when at first we launched our vessels on the troyward way neoptolemus hadst thou a share in that adventurous toil philoctetes and know'st thou not whom thou behold'st in me young boy neoptolemus how should i know him whom i ne'er set eye on 
philoctetes hast not even heard my name nor sounding rumour of my ruinous woe neoptolemus nay i know naught of all thy questioning philoctetes how full of griefs am i how heaven abhorred when of my piteous state now lightest hint hath reached my home or any grecian land but they who pitilessly cast me forth keep silence and are glad while this my plague blooms ever and is strengthened more and more boy great achilles offspring in this form thou seest the man of whom methinks erewhile thou hast been told to whom the herculean bow descended philoctetes poeus son whom the two generals and the ithacan king cast out thus shamefully forlorn afflicted with a fierce malady and desperate wound made by the cruel basilisk's murderous tooth with this for company they left me child exposed upon this shore deserted lone from seaward Crisa came they with their fleet and touched at lemnos i had fallen to rest from the long tossing in a shadowy cave on yonder cliff by the shore gladly they saw and left me having set forth for my need poor man some scanty rags and a thin store of provender such food be theirs i pray imagine o my son when they were gone what wakening what arising then was mine what weeping what lamenting of my woe when i beheld the ships wherewith i sailed gone one and all and no man in the place none to bestead me none to comfort me in my sore sickness and where'er i looked naught but distress was present with me still no lack of that for one thing ah my son time passed and there i found myself alone within my narrow lodging forced to serve each pressing need for body's sustenance this bow supplied me with sufficient store wounding the feathered doves and when the shaft from the tight string had struck myself i me dragging this foot would crawl to my swift prey then water must be fetched and in sharp frost wood must be found and broken all by me nor would fire come unbidden but with flint from flint striking dim sparks i hammered forth the struggling flame that keeps the life in me for house-room with the single help of fire gives all i need save healing for my wound now learn my son the nature of this isle no mariner puts in here willingly for it hath neither moorage nor seaport for traffic or kind shelter or good cheer not hitherward do prudent men make voyage perchance one may have touched against his will many strange things may happen in long time these when they come in words have pitied me and given me food or raiment in compassion but none is willing when i speak thereof to take me safely home wherefore i pine now this tenth year in famine and distress feeding the hunger of my ravenous plague such deeds my son the atreidae and the might of wise odysseus have performed on me wherefore may all the olympian gods one day plague them with sharp requital for my wrong chorus methinks my feeling for thee poeus child is like that of thy former visitants neoptolemus i too a witness to confirm his words know them for verities since i have found the atreidae and odysseus evil men philoctetes art thou too wroth with the all pestilent sons of atreus have they given thee cause to grieve neoptolemus would that my hand might ease the wrath i feel then sparta and mycenae should beware that Kiros too breeds valiant sons for war 
philoctetes brave youth i love thee tell me the great cause why thou inveighest against them with such heat neoptolemus o son of poeas hardly shall i tell what outrage i endured when i had come yet i will speak it when the fate of death o'ertook achilles philoctetes out alas no more hold till thou first hast made me clearly know is peleus offspring dead neoptolemus alas he is slain by no mortal felled by phoebus shaft so men reported philoctetes well right princely was he and princely is he who slew him shall i mourn him first or wait till i have heard thy tale neoptolemus methinks thou hast thyself enough to mourn without the burden of another's woe philoctetes well spoken then renew thine own complaint and tell once more wherein they insulted thee neoptolemus there came to fetch me in a gallant ship odysseus and the fosterer of my sire saying whether soothly or in idle show that since my father perished it was known none else but i should take troy's citadel such words from them my friend thou mayst believe held me not long from making voyage with speed chiefly through longing for my father's course to see him yet unburied for i ne'er had seen him then besides twas a fair cause if by my going i should conquer troy one day i had sailed and on the second came to sad sigeum with wind-favoured speed when straightway all the hosts surrounding me as i set foot on shore saluted me and swore the dead achilles was in life their eyes being witness when they looked on me he lay there in his shroud but i unhappy soon ending lamentation for the dead went near to those atriadae as to friends to obtain my father's armour and all else that had been his and then alas the while that men should be so hard they spake this word seed of achilles thou mayst freely take all else thy father owned but for those arms another wields them now laertes son tears rushed into mine eyes and in hot wrath i straightway rose and bitterly outspake o miscreant what and have ye dared to give mine arms to some man else unknown to me then said odysseus for he chanced to be near yea child and justly had they given me these i saved them and their master in the field then in fierce anger all at once i launched all terms of execration at his head bating no word being maddened by the thought that i should lose this heirloom and to him he at this pass though not of wrathful mood stung by such utterance made rejoinder thus thou wast not with us here but wrongfully didst bide afar and since thou makest so bold i tell thee never shalt thou as thou sayest sail with these arms to skiros thus reviled with such an evil echo in mine ear i voyage homeward robbed of mine own right by that vile offset of an evil tree yet less i blame him than the men in power for every multitude be it army or state takes tone from those who rule it and all taint of disobedience from bad counsel springs i have spoken may the atreides enemy be dear to heaven as he is loved by me strophe chorus mother of mightiest zeus feeder of all that live who from thy mountainous breast rivers of gold dost give o thee o earth i cried that shameful day 
when insolence from atreus sons went forth full on our lord when they bestowed away his father's arms to crown odysseus worth thou whom bull-slaughtering lions yoked bear o mighty mother here philoctetes your coming is commended by a grief that makes you kindly welcome for i feel a chord that vibrates to your voice and tells thus have odysseus in the atreidae wrought full well i know odysseus poisoned tongue shrinks from no mischief nor no guileful word that leads to bad achievement in the end this moves not my main marvel but if one saw this and bore it ajax the elder-born neoptolemus ah friend he was no more had he but lived this robbery had ne'er been wrought on me philoctetes what is he too departed neoptolemus he is dead the light no more beholds him philoctetes oh alas but tydeus offspring and the rascal birth laertes bought of sisyphus they live i know it for their death were to be wished neoptolemus yea be assured they live and flourish high exalted in the host of argive men philoctetes and nestor my old friend good aged man is he yet living oft he would prevent their evils by the wisdom of his thought neoptolemus he too is now in trouble having lost antilochus the comfort of his age philoctetes there there in one brief word thou hast revealed the mournful case of twain whom i would last have chosen to hear of as undone ah me where must one look when these are dead and he odysseus lives and in a time like this that craves their presence and his death for theirs neoptolemus he wrestles cleverly but oh my friend even clever wits are oft-times snared at last philoctetes tell me i pray what was become of him patroclus whom thy father loved so well neoptolemus he too was gone i'll teach thee in a word one truth for all war doth not willingly snatch off the wicked but still takes the good philoctetes true and to prove thy saying i will inquire the fate of a poor dastard of mean worth but ever shrewd and nimble with his tongue neoptolemus whom but odysseus canst thou mean by this philoctetes i meant not him but there was one thersites who ne'er made conscience to stint speech where all cried silence is he living dost thou know neoptolemus i saw him not but knew he was alive philoctetes he must be for no evil yet was crushed the heavens will ever shield it tis their sport to turn back all things rancorous and malign from going down to the grave and send instead the good and true oh how shall we commend such dealings how defend them when i praise things godlike i find evil in the gods neoptolemus i o oh thou child of a trachinian sire henceforth will take good care from far away to look on troy and atreus children twain yea where the worst man lords it o'er the just and goodness languishes and rascals rule such courses i will never more endure but rock-bound skiros henceforth shall suffice to yield me full contentment in my home now to my vessel and thou poeus child farewell right heartily farewell may heaven grant thy desire and rid thee of thy plague let us be going that when god shall give fair voyage that moment we may launch away 
philoctetes my son are ye now setting forth neoptolemus our time bids us go near and look to sail ere long philoctetes now by thy father by thy mother nay by all thy love ere cherished in thy home suppliant i beg thee leave me not thus lone forlorn in all my misery which thou seest in all thou hast heard of here surrounding me stow me with other freightage full of care i know and burdensome the charge may prove yet venture surely to the noble mind all shame is hateful and all kindness blessed and shame would be thy meed didst thou fail here but doing this thou shalt have glorious fame when i return alive to eta's vale come tis the labour not of one whole day so thou durst take me fling me where thou wilt o'er the ship in hold prow stern or wheresoe'er i least may trouble those on board with me ah by great zeus the suppliant's friend comply my son be softened see where i am fallen thus on my knees before thee though so weak crippled and powerless ah forsake me not thus far from human footstep take me take me if only to thy home or to the town of old chalcodon in euboea from thence i have not far to eta and the ridge of trachis and spercaeus lordly flood so thou shalt bless my father with my sight and yet long since i fear he may be gone for oft i sent him suppliant prayers by men who touched this isle entreating him to fetch and bear me safely home with his own crew but either he is dead or else methinks it well may be my messengers made light of my concerns and hastened onward home but now in thee i find both messenger and convoy thou wilt pity me and save for well thou knowest danger never sleeps and fear of dark reverse is always nigh mortals when free should look where mischief lurks and in their happiest hour consider well their life lest ruin unsuspected come end of part one recording by expatriate in bangor maine